You are listening to episode 21 of the Beyond Unreal podcast. I am the White Dragon. And this is Sir Briz. Want to remind you that we do still have our Fragby U event every Friday night. It was a little sparse this week because it was Halloween. Yep. But every Friday at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern, Eastern yeah. time, I'll be there. We take a lot of our footage from the podcast from there. All right. So it's been a week. Basically what happened was there was no build last week. So there was yep. no podcast. We didn't want to go in and make a podcast about changes that we hadn't really played online yet. So yeah, we waited a week. But it's a good release this week. Yes. I posted a news post on Beyond Unreal about it uh, because I feel like this is the first release of the pre-alpha that's very playable. Like I would recommend people to go and play it. Now, that still has huge caveats. The game is not anywhere close to complete, but in terms of you want to try the game and see what it's turning out like, now is a great time to go and do that. There's a lot of bugs, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of problems with the netcode, there's still a lot of weird things, even key binding doesn't work completely right. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of actually playing it, it's fun. It's more fun than UT3 right now. Right, in terms of raw gameplay. like (laughs) The nice thing is... We're so far from this game being done, and it's already to this point, and it is a lot of fun to play right now, and so people should go ahead and jump in. Now, you can find on Beyond Unreal's front page, there's a couple of links for how to get started playing, and of course, if you have any questions about it, you can join us on IRC as well. Yep. Let's go into the specifics on the changes with acceleration. So what exactly changed? So with the acceleration, they basically increased it by about 150%, and they also increased the deceleration. And what this controls is how fast you start moving. In other words, if you press W, how fast do you begin moving and get to full speed in that direction? So with that change, they have made it feel quite a bit faster. This affects things like juking and deking and all of these different things. Uh, people call the wiggle, ADAD spam, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Those are all affected by this change, and it feels a lot better. They did split falling acceleration out, so they can basically control how fast you change directions in the air versus how fast you change directions on the ground. And when they did that, they basically made it so that control on the ground is a lot faster than your control in the air. I don't feel like that makes a huge difference. There are some people that have been complaining about air control on the forums. I personally think that it feels pretty good. Maybe it needs to be tweaked a little bit, but I haven't noticed that as a problem as I've been playing. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like air control is pretty close. It should probably be tweaked and looked at. I think it's all about coming up with specific scenarios where you can be able to say, with the movement, I should be able to do X and I shouldn't be able to do Y. So with the air acceleration, one of the big things that we've been saying is that when you dodge, you shouldn't be able to accelerate in another direction before the end of the dodge. Yeah. Basically, when you dodge, you have to commit to that move. So right now with the air control, it's right at that spot where you can't do that. Yep. There's a lot of effects from this acceleration changes. I mean, it literally, it changes everything. <laughs> yeah. The big thing that you'll notice right away is that movement just feels a lot more responsive. Yeah. But there are some gameplay things that you can do now that you couldn't do for before. 
being able to wiggle around a lot in really short movements, you can definitely do that now. And it makes a big difference when you're doing hit scan versus hit scan in nurse hit scan weapons significantly. Yeah. It makes it a lot harder to telefrag people. Yep. It makes it easier to dodge rockets. There was been some complaints about certain weapon balance issues. This goes a long ways towards helping some of those. Yep. I, I can't even list all of the ways that it changes. You're just going to have to play and see. But it's a completely <laughs> different game now that they've changed the acceleration. Yeah. And, and I, I want to add, we've been wanting this change from literally from day one. Yep. I mean, I think the first three to five episodes of the podcast were, hey, you should increase the movement acceleration. Yeah, in fact, if you go back and look at through some of the threads, the numbers that we were talking about originally were very close. close to the numbers that were actually yes. implemented now. When people started talking about this change last week, we we were like, well, duh. Well, duh. Because yeah. <laughs> we've been saying that. I feel like for myself, I kind of just gave up yeah. on talking about it. And I was just like, well, it got to this point, so I'll just leave it alone for now. Well, I think the interesting thing about this was I, I don't think that Epic sat down and said, well, we shouldn't change the acceleration. In fact, when I was at the Epic playtest, basically what happened was I needed to go and get a drink of water. And Jim was like, oh, I'll, I'll show you where the kitchen is. So I go to the kitchen and... There's Steve Poolge, and so Steve Poolge and Jim start talking with me, and they basically double-teamed me on the acceleration issue because I asked them about it. And and they pretty much said, well, the reason we're not changing it right now, even though we feel like acceleration should be as high as possible, right now we don't want to do it because we're afraid that it's going to break the netcode. And in fact, it broke the netcode in UT99. If you go back and look at our original side strafing test that we posted way way back at the beginning in the ut99 when you can actually see that the player is warping and moving further than he's supposed to because of this issue mm -hmm. so after that we kind of said well okay it doesn't sound like it's changing we just kind of gave up but i think that was the wrong takeaway because epic never said we're not going to change it they just said not right now so i think that that just says you know pay attention don't sit down and say, oh, because they're not changing something right now, I should just give up. Yep. It's a slow process, right? And there's no part of the game that's set in stone, and it's always worth going back and looking at these things. Yeah, and I, I mean, it should be emphasized, too, that if you watch this past week's live stream, that Steve talked about this issue specifically and that he didn't even commit to these numbers. He said we'd put it up here so we could test it out and see how it works with the net code and everything. For all we know, the numbers will have to go back down. We just don't know the answer to that right now, mm -hmm. but this does give us an opportunity to test them at the higher numbers. And really we should take advantage of that opportunity because it does feel a lot better. Now there are a couple of things that I want to point out that you might notice when you're testing that, um, might seem like they're related to this change, but aren't. So there's a couple of really interesting bugs right now. Um, first of all, there is still the new netcode in there, and this week it is on by default. So by default, you are using the new netcode. And there's also seems to be this issue where when somebody translocates, you don't see them as fast as you should. Yeah. But the other one that you'll really notice is that sometimes when you're dodging around, you get kind of this strange desync, and it just looks really weird. And Epic is aware of it, 
Steve said that they saw this really early on in development, so they have an idea of why it's happening. But that is not related to the acceleration, so just keep that in mind. So moving on, the other big change that they made this week was they added a new CTF map, CTF outside, which is really fun. Yeah. (laughs) And no offense, but it's way better than DAM. (laughs) It is, yeah. Uh, It's just laid out better, and it's just a really fun map to play. Now, there definitely are some layout issues with it, and there's some item placement that I would probably move if it were me, Mm -hmm. but overall, I mean, the placement of the U-damage, I think, is awesome, and having a little (laughs) cave behind it, I think, is just really cool. Little things like that in the map I just really like. I do like there's this lift that kind of goes up to a tower and then you have to run across a bridge where you're exposed. That was a pretty clever idea, I thought, and works really well. But the map is just incredibly fun. It's entertaining and it actually makes CTF for the pre-alpha right now. The thing that, that really makes outside is the pace of that map. So... The way that it's laid out, where the flag is, it is very, very easy to grab the flag. And not only that, but there's this huge downward slope coming right off of the flag. So you can literally do two hammer jumps and be in the middle of the map in like a second or two. Yep. So what that means is most of the time you're spent doing flag standoffs and trying to return the flag. Yep. I've actually found that it's not really helpful to try and camp the flag. Granted, you really can kill people with shot combos on it, but you don't want to sit back by the minigun and the rockets and try and kill people from that direction because they'll get away from you too quickly. It's better to sit over by the shock area and try and kill them when they're coming down yep. towards you. And, and then instead of trying to chase them, It's just always go to the center because in the center area, there's a bridge and that bridge basically gives you control over all three entrances into the base. So you can pretty much cut off any flag carrier and have high ground on them every time. Yep. Now that doesn't mean that it's like a guaranteed flag return because you have teammates and there's some interesting dynamics that play in there, but... There's probably not really a huge problem with it, but I think that it would be nice if there was a way to do something on the other side, on the bottom. Um, Right now, you basically have your left that you can go up. And when you go up to the left, you have three choices of where to go, but two of them involve doubling back and and exposing yourself in the center for even longer. So in my experience, most people will head straight for the lift, but that then leaves you exposed up on the bridge. So capability to return the flag in the middle is actually really good, but I think it would be nice to have something on that right-hand side that you could do, even if it was something where you actually had to display some skill to do something like hit a jump pad and then wall dodge in order to get somewhere or something like that where it's not a guaranteed thing but it does give you a slight advantage on that side i i I wouldn't mind seeing the lift moved to the other side so that it comes comes up in that keep area and still have the exposed bridge because that basically if you're looking at the enemy base that whole right side basically doesn't get used at all yeah big thing with this map is that it's super intense. I mean, 
when I was playing it five on five, it was ridiculous how constant the intensity was in the, in the level. And I really enjoyed it. And for me, it kind of <laughs> made that halftime period more interesting because for 10 full minutes, I was going, 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 going. And then I had a few seconds to be like, okay, to catch my breath. And then it was 10 more minutes of going, 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 going. And from that angle, I can kind of empathize with the idea of a, of a halftime. Now, I don't think halftime has been fully fleshed out in terms of how it affects the game, but I can see in this one instance that there is a little bit of usefulness there. Yeah. Well, it is nice to have a break, but I still hate halftime. <laughs> All right. You know, so the other thing I want to say about this is that I do feel that outside kind of shows some of the things that didn't work in Dam. And I think one of the things that really bothers me about Dam right now is that the actual flag room area just isn't fun to play in. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot of room for attackers to really play around. There's there's those ramps by the flag that you can play around with a little bit, but you can't have a prolonged battle in there at all. And I, I think that that's something that really takes away from that map. On the other side, outside is just so fast, and it shows you how fast and intense the gameplay can actually be in this game now. Mm -hmm. You have a really, really powerful long-throw translocator combined with high acceleration and quick movement speed. It creates a game pace that is way above what it was in the past games, yep. in my opinion. Yep, I totally agree with that. So, I mean, on Dam part of the issue is that the bases themselves aren't terribly fun to play in. There's kind of that one room on the other side of the flag room that is kind of interesting and fun to play in, but yeah. all the hallways and everything, and, and, and it's kind of, the bases are kind of confusing. I just think that causes an issue with how yeah. the bases play. <laughs> well, the and outside the other... doesn't have that problem. Outside is very readable and it's easy to know which directions you can go and how to get out of the base. Yeah, exactly. Um, so on the topic of pacing, I mean, outside is probably one of the most intense CTF maps I've ever played, and that includes maps like Mall, which I would say are insanely Mall. intense maps. Well, it's it it <laughs> remind it reminds me of um, what was that one that we would always play, Ramra. Yeah, yeah. So so it reminds me of Ramra that we would play in two thousand four, and that was just kind of like it was thorns but without walls. Yeah, and. That was a really crazy intense map, but this one takes all of the, the crazy intensity of a map like Thorns or Mall, and it actually adds a layout and serious map to it. So now you're playing at that pace in a serious way. It's it's really, it changes the whole game. Yeah, it is a great map, even in the state that it's in right now. I mean, if they didn't make any changes to it at all, I would still call it a great CTF map. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a couple of things going on in the community that we want to let you know are going on. The first one is that the HUD thread is still going on, and there's now a part two. Yep. Yeah, so they basically, in the first thread, they had everybody submit a whole bunch of concepts and things, and then they took all the concepts that they liked into a meeting at Epic, and they talked out a bunch of issues with all the different things that they liked, and then they posted a wiki article that outlined all of the things that they liked and disliked about different HUDs and started a new thread that had all the ideas posted at the top and everybody started over again. I think this was super helpful. So 
the community got a ton of really good feedback right in the middle of the process. And I think that it's led to the HUD becoming something more cohesive to what everybody would like. Yeah, People are really honing in on what everybody likes about this and that. And in the end, we're going to end up with a HUD that's very configurable and easily themable. And it just depends on what you want it to look like. It'll be easy to change the style of it and yep. have multiple HUD choices. But then that is ongoing. And it's actually to the point now where we could really start putting it in game. In fact, Joe said that, but he's not going to be getting to it for a little while yet. So if, and you know, you're free, that might be something to go to <laughs> because we could start iterating with it in game. So the other one that I want to point out is that Kuba made a really good rocket launcher. It's pretty early on in the concepting stage, but it's, he did a really great job. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of incorporating the quote-unquote UT DNA in this concept, I think he really nailed it. I mean, the stock part of the gun just looks nice and and handy, um, and it, it incorporates a lot of the feeling of the original UT rocket launcher. On the latest concept, the length of the barrels is really good. The detail in the barrels is really good. It really looks like a distinct rocket launcher with that incorporated a lot of the DNA of the series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we kind of try to be a little bit careful about what concepts and stuff we talk about because there's a lot of concepts and we want to give everybody equal attention. But this is probably going to be the one that's chosen for the rocket launcher. And so we just wanted you to alert you to that. All right, so going back to the acceleration change the past two weeks has been a lot of refinement a lot of changes they've done some graphical changes and making performance a little bit better in some places but they're still going to get back to the movement so i wanted to revisit some of the movement topics that we've had in the past where where where's movement standing which open questions do you still have that you think we should focus on so the Kind of my hot buttons on movement still are the dodge landing speed factor and the dodge reset time. With single tap dodge, I just feel like the dodge reset time is really slow and it feels like it takes forever before you can dodge again. Um, right now, I think that the reset time is 0.35. I would really like to see it come down to 0.25. On the dodge landing speed factor, that's how fast you're moving when you land from a dodge. I feel like that it takes away too much of your movement speed. I believe right now it's at 0.2. I don't think that it should be as high as the roll is right now, which I think is at 0.5, but somewhere between 0.2 and 0.5, I just think that it needs to be increased. Now, do you know what those values were in past games? I believe that the landing speed factor was 0.1 in UT3 and 0.2 in 2K4. One of the things is that the landing speed factor... It doesn't matter as much now that acceleration is so high. (laughs) And that affects roll. So that's one of the hot buttons for me right now is the roll. I I do think that roll has a place. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be used a ton. I've noticed that in CTF outside when it's just balls to the wall excitement, rolling just doesn't really work. And doesn't really happen. Yeah, it doesn't really happen. (laughs) On face, I see people roll quite a bit. But I've actually noticed that when people are rolling around a lot, that new players don't like it. And I don't think it's necessarily that it creates any kind of gameplay situation that they can't deal with or anything. It just looks really, really weird. Yeah, it does. And 
part of that was that they decreased the hitbox so much when you're rolling that you almost turn into Samus when you do it. <laughs> yeah. So the animation at least needs to be changed, or maybe it shouldn't be a roll. Maybe it should just be a slide. Yeah. But well, and from your perspective, there's no functional difference between a roll and a slide. So, you know, I found that when people do roll, that it's just kind of confusing. And I feel like there's just so many animations going on when people are moving around that it makes it almost distracting to to fighting somebody to I mean, see them it's animating like visual, so much. Visual clarity of animations. For example, one of the things that happens when somebody jumps into a wall, even if they don't slide on it, their character kind of tilts to the wall and puts their hand on it a little bit. And it just looks goofy. It, it's just distracting to me. Maybe it'll grow on me as I play more, but... Right now, as I play, when people do stuff like that, I'm like, ah, oh, that's just so distracting to me. Yeah. Well, and I understand that not, and none of the animations are final, but those animations probably need to be tweaked. Another one that still irks me is the sprint. So I know, I know, we've talked a lot about sprint, but hear <laughs> me out. So, so when I was at the Epic Playtest, I also brought up the sprint, and they basically told me that my argument on the sprint was stupid. The, our argument in the past has been that you shouldn't be telling people that they should walk in straight lines, that that's not very UT and we shouldn't be encouraging that. And their response was, well, if you don't find it particularly useful, that's fine because it's not really affecting you. And if there's somebody else that likes to sprint and they enjoy it, then why is there really a downside to that? I, I would counter that there are some frustrations with sprint and it particularly comes down to messaging. So when I am sprinting, there isn't any clear indication of when the sprint starts. There's kind of this breathing sound that kind of fades in, but you don't actually know when I've ran long enough for it to actually trigger. You don't actually know when you've lost it. So that you can do certain things that will slow you down in the sprint, but you won't actually lose the sprint. And I find it really hard to tell where that line is like how much i can actually look around before i've lost the sprint and because there's no sound or clear indication that it happens i've never really been able to learn it in a way that it could be used to its fullest extent i can't sit down and say okay i know that i have enough time to get sprinting and so i'll do it here right so just to clarify sprint right now has a ramp up time before it even initiates sprinting, and then it has a ramp-up time to where you're sprinting at the maximum speed that you can sprint. It is really confusing to know when you actually have to use the ramp-up time, because there are situations where you've already fulfilled the ramp-up time, but you are not sprinting because you're doing something else, and when you start running in a straight line again, you will immediately begin sprinting. But there's also situations where you fulfilled the ramp-up time and you've done something that causes you to have to also fulfill the ramp-up time again. So it's confusing to know when you've done one or the other thing and whether you're going to immediately start sprinting or not. Just the messaging on knowing when you're sprinting is really confusing right now. Yeah, we've complained about sprint in the past for a variety of different reasons. Well, I, I don't think that they're <laughs> going to get rid of sprint at this point, it, it there's enough people out there that like Sprint and disagree with me that it. I, I'm going to have to admit that there's probably a place for it somewhere in the game. 
And and so my response to that is if, if it's going to be in the game, it has to be messaged correctly. There's there's still problems with it, and let's fix the problems with sprint. Right. So, I mean, you can't really tell when someone else is sprinting. Are they moving faster than you're moving, or are they not moving faster than you're moving? There's no, yeah. there's no, no way to no tell. no indication. The other thing is uh, it's still really hard to know when you're sprinting and how much you're sprinting. I honestly play without my headphones on all the time, and... So I don't hear breathing sounds. I have no idea if I've ever even sprinted a single time in the entire pre-alpha right now because I don't hear the heavy breathing sounds. But there's also no indication on the screen like this is what's happening. And and I feel like if there's going to need to be that it needs to be a HUD element and it really should be incorporated into the HUDs in the HUD concepts mm. that people are doing. That's my feeling on it because I feel like it's different than a power up, which is where I feel like people would put it. But where's the room for that yeah. on the HUD? I don't know. Well, if there was some sort of a bar on the HUD that showed you as you walk, the bar increases. And then when you actually go into this sprint, it changes color and you know you're in sprint. And then when you lose a sprint, it goes back down. And as you slow down and speed up, that changes so that you know what's actually going on. In terms of seeing other people sprint, in the Unreal Tournament 2003 with the Adrenaline, there was the speed combo. And when people were using the speed combo, their feet would leave this trail behind them. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some effects that you could do to other players to show that they are sprinting. Yeah, but I guess the point is that if sprint's going to stay, then it needs to have better messaging these are some ideas. There's probably yep. a million other ideas on how to improve the messaging. Yeah. And, and, and I, do, I do want to add that it is kind of splitting hairs. I mean, honestly, <laughs> in CTF outside, you're not going to sprint. I'm sorry. You're just not. There's never any time to do something like that. It's too fast. And it's probably going to be something that will be more useful, like Onslaught, you know, much further down the line. Yeah. So the last thing that I want to talk about is is boosting mechanics. So I'm talking about impact hammer jumps, rocket jumps, and possibly even team boosting. So I, I think that these values all need to be looked at. I think impact hammer jumping is close, but I still have some issues with the different levels of the impact hammer jump. I know that we talked a lot about this at the playtest where some users found it really annoying to to do the short jump versus the long jump. and Again, this is a messaging problem, right? It's really hard to know what point of charging the impact hammer gives you what kind of boost. But going on to some of the other ones, rockets, for instance, you can rocket jump right now, and it's really, really powerful. Yeah. So you can rocket jump from jump pad to jump pad in CTF Dam, for instance. The amount of distance that you can get Rocket jumping in outside is pretty significant and might need to be toned down a little bit. Yeah, and this is something that Jim Brown brought up a while back was that rocket boosting and impact boosting have different levels and they do different amounts of damage, so it's different risk versus reward. But it, do, it right now it is ridiculously powerful. Now, it's early days on those, and I don't know exactly where they're going to go. What this comes down to is that they really haven't spent that much time fine-tweaking the values on this. Yeah. How much momentum it actually gives you on the rocket launcher, how much momentum it actually gives you on the impact hammer. Now, they have done it a little bit on the impact hammer because you have to, out of necessity, like 
deck. There are parts of deck that don't work without the impact hammer. You know, as it stands right now, the risk is really high. So if you're just a just spawned, you're not going to rocket jump. But if you're stacked, then it becomes really, really powerful. And you can do some things that kind of almost break maps in some instances. Yeah. And that, that goes to the team boosting part too. And I know a lot of people have really, really, really want team boosting. I wouldn't mind seeing team boosting in there, but I would suspect that if Epic does put team boosting in there, that it would be very, very limited compared to what it was in the past. Yeah, and I feel like team boosting is a more important mechanic in Instagib, because especially uh, Instagib CTF, because you don't have a lot of options for how to get past people that have gun that kills you in one shot. And so team boosting adds another dimension to getting you to different places. And so that's a game type where I can definitely see the usefulness. In the regular game, I'm still split on it. I wouldn't mind seeing some kind of team boosting, but it would have to be it would have to be and it likely would be significantly toned down from where it was in UT. I mean right. in UT you essentially could break every map with team boosting. And that's the question. I mean what does Epic think about it? And since they removed it, I'm guessing they didn't particularly care for it, so maybe it won't come back. I don't know. That's a possibility. But again, I wouldn't be opposed to there being some forms of team boosting. But in terms of how powerful it was, I'm not sure that it would be as powerful as mm-hmm. people who want team boosting. Yeah. Well, I would want it to be. I really like mechanics that require two teammates together to accomplish. And in the game right now, there's not necessarily a lot of those. You know, so the link gun is a really good example of that. And I would love to see something that's that's like the link gun, but provides even more tactical opportunities. Um, team boosting is is one of those things. The question is just, can you implement team boosting without bringing along some, along some other problems? You know, with team boosting, CTF outside is a completely different map, and maybe some of that pace and some of the things that we like about that map right now might not be there if we implemented really strong team boosting. So, all right. So that's all we have for this week. As always, like, and subscribe to our channel. Join us for FragBU every week at 8 p.m. Eastern time on the FragBU mothership. And we'll see you next week.